Welcome to the podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Katie. And this is... One Kiss Kiss Means Means Forever! This is the podcast where we break the, for once, Christmas rom-com mold. And we have not one, not two, but three handsome people and a baby bringing and a baby Christ- and a baby bringing christmas love and joy and happiness to your hearts we're talking about your favorite made for tv romances there is some romance in this so it still works um the kinds that you find on hallmark today woohoo and if the baby part and the and the three pretties didn't give it away uh <laughs> we are talking about november 19th of this year, 2022's drop of three wise men and a baby, because of course we were going to talk about it. AKA the movie where everyone went wild. (laughs) (sighs) Um, So we're going to just jump right in because uh, in, in the world of podcast land where we are, uh, this just dropped and Katie and I have not talked about it yet. I'm really excited. (laughs) Apologies and blessings in advance. (laughs) Uh, So Hallmark's little blurb, and because this is new, it's a sentence. Um, Three brothers get the surprise of their lives when they are forced to work together and care for a baby over the holidays. And just in case you didn't know, if you were under a Hallmark rock, this stars Paul Campbell, Tyler Hines, and Andrew Walker, and also Margaret Collin which is a fun, fun bit. And it's written by Paul Campbell and Kimberly Sustad. So like royalties, like yes. Hallmark royalty, royalty. The, a, the, the A-lists of, of, of Hallmarkdom. I was talking to someone um, just last night about like this and this movie, and he doesn't, he didn't know so much about Hallmark, but he goes, is Andrew Walker in it? I like him. And I went, oh yes, you should watch this, <laughs> especially the first two minutes <laughs> yeah anyway let's get into this first two minutes um firefighter lucas brenner played at first by a shirtless andrew walker and then he puts on clothes is living with his mother while he has a home built it's been 10 months game designer taylor brenner played by tyler hines taylor tyler tyler taylor um he lives in his mother's basement and pet therapist Stefan Brenner, played by Paul Campbell, lives in the guest house in the back. Meaning that all three brothers essentially still live at home and they do not have their shit together. But mom, played by the supreme Margaret Collin, loves having her son's home, even if they do still fight and bicker like they're nine. That, that's generous, nine. I was going to say toddlers. <laughs> <laughs> Right before Christmas, when Taylor's game is supposed to launch, uh, he creates a scene at work and gets fired. He doesn't really play well with others. It's always about him. Just ask his ex, Fiona, played by Allie Liebert, because this movie has everybody. Hallmark royalty. (laughs) Stefan has a new client, Susie, who is clearly into him and using her dog to get close, but he is not ready because he has anxiety about people. Uh, And he, you know, because of this, doesn't want to give this presentation that he's been asked to give at the local animal shelter about responsible pet ownership. Um, And things are going like, okay, for Lucas, except for that 
you know, he's having a hard time committing to things in his house, like decisions. I was trying to look up the girl um, who plays Susie because she's so prevalent in all these movies. And her name is Fiona. Yeah. Fiona something. I just wanted to give her a shout out because she's everywhere. So I was so happy to see her in a somewhat love interest role. Cool. Um, A week before Christmas, a baby is left for Lucas specifically at the firehouse. While everyone wants to know if it's his biologically, he says it can't be. But since, since little Thomas was left with a note specifically for him, he takes the baby home for the night. And his mom is really into it. Like, she's into it enough to deal with the overnight by herself. Yeah, absolutely. She's like super mom. But by the next morning, uh, she gets a phone call that her sister is rushed to the hospital and mom needs to go be with her. So exit mom and the three the three men are left with the baby. Lucas has to work. Stefan has a client. So first baby shift goes to currently unemployed Taylor. Taylor is clearly the one most confused about babies. He's a like, this is a foreign object and I don't know what to do. Um, So first he tries to entertain him with music and magic, which isn't how babies work. Um, And then he spills all the formula on the floor when he goes to feed him. So he has to go to the store for more, but he can't figure out what to buy. When Thomas needs a diaper change, Taylor almost loses his lunch over it. One of the best scenes in the movie. Not the best. We'll get there. Um, When Stefan comes back from Susie's, Taylor looks like he's been run over. So Stefan takes over baby duties. And Stefan thinks that he's got this baby stuff handled, but has an equally hard time. So he and Taylor team up to care for the baby for the rest of the day, and it is exhausting. It is hard, but it's also a bonding moment between baby and men and brothers. They are thrilled, though, to pass baby back to Luke when he gets home, since mom is still with their aunt and they don't want the night duty. Um, And it's kind of Luke's baby anyway, in a way. So, you know. And this is also where we get another one of the best scenes in the movie. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Which we will definitely talk about. The next morning, Luke looks happy and rested. Bullshit. Uh, He's fed Thomas and made cookies. And worked out. Right. Yeah. He worked out. What? Um, He's being magic. He doesn't know what his brothers were complaining about. So he heads out with the baby to check on his house and then stop at the toy drive he's putting together. You know, he's got this dad thing. Cool. Um. And it's at the toy store that Luke, being the fantastic caretaker that he is, sets Thomas's car seat on the ground with Thomas in it, closes up his trunk, retrieves the car seat, and heads home. But as he had set the car seat next to the other car seat that was on the ground, he, surprise, grabbed the wrong baby. Hi, Jinx. I mean, granted, what are the odds that two baby blankets that were rather pretty close would be covering the baby? comedy <laughs> right and, and and their car seats are relatively similar and they're yeah. the same age clearly and like you know nothing jumped out but also yeah. the idea that he drove home with the baby making no noise and he just left the blanket on the whole time mm, thoughts it's fine 
Um, so luckily there is, there isn't too much of an issue finding Thomas and returning the correct baby, (laughs) but it does mean that Luke might not be the super parent that he thinks he is. So now it's going to be a three man team. The next day, all three brothers spend the day with the baby, taking him to cute places like the Christmas market. They all dress up like elves and take a picture with Santa, which we all want as our lock screen for the holidays. And they have some more bonding brother moments. And they realize that their mom did all of their childcare by herself, and it really must have been hard, and they should try to be better sons. Starting with decorating the house, Luke, Stefan, and Taylor decide to do something for their mom. They get a nice tree and decide to do a spectacular outside display to try and win her a cruise from the local TV station um, and the decorating contest the TV station has. Fiona is roped in when she stops by to return Taylor's gloves, and Susie is brought in when she comes bearing a casserole because she knows they're caring for a baby. So the women are there to witness the gloriousness that is the brothers' dance of the sugar plum fairy. Also, one of the greatest scenes in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> So Luke has to work, but they agree to meet up for decor shopping since Luke is the only one with a vehicle, Um, which is kind of some funny moments in this whole movie, the fact that they have to share a car. When he doesn't show due to talking to uh, a kid at the fire station about uh, his deceased father that was also a fireman, it's very touching, um, Taylor and Stefan accuse him of not caring about the family, which leads to a huge fight since Luke has been playing the father figure type person around the house since their dad walked out when they were all pretty young, it seems. Uh, Taylor storms off in a huff. Luke goes to his toy drive event and Stefan has Thomas for the evening. When Stefan notices a rash on Thomas, he freaks out and calls his brothers while rushing to the doctor. Both Taylor and Luke drop what they're doing and rush to Thomas, who is totally fine, as told to us by cameo Kimberly Sestad. The brothers make up and they agree to be better brothers and work through their abandonment issues. Calling in Fiona and Susie, they set up a nativity scene and dresses the three wise men, um, the baby, and the Virgin Mary. Fiona gets to stay inside and run the lights, but all the, the lights overload the power and go off. And so using only the light from the fire truck, which they've also called in, uh, they do a terrible rendition of that part of the nativity uh, until Fiona can get the lights back on. Pure comedy. Um, spoiler alert, they do not win the competition. Mark LeClark, their high school bully and rival, does, has done every year. He's a super dick, whatever. Uh, but they seem to make up and become friends somehow, like the effort pays off. And mom finally gets home to find her sons being a family. And Thomas's mom shows up. It turns out that the The reason she dropped Thomas off at the fire station was that she needed a few days to figure out her life and thought that the firefighter who helped her in Thomas's delivery, a.k.a. Luke, was the right man for the job. So without Thomas, the Brenner family has a true family Christmas, even though they're sad that baby's not there. Yeah, they are sad. A few days later, Stefan gives that talk on responsible pet adoption. It does not not go well because, you know, he does not like people. 
Um, but he realizes that he wants to be with Susie. So he shows up at her house and they kiss. Hold your horses. We'll get to it. Um, Taylor goes to get his job back and help launch the game, realizing that he needs to be a better team player. And he asks Fiona out again. And then Luke brings the footprint ornament they made with Thomas over to Thomas and his mother, Sophie, and offers to help out with Thomas and is invited in. And, you know, assumptions are made. Assumptions are made. I have decided that since it's a few days after Christmas, this all occurs on my birthday. Sounds lovely. Yeah. But then one year later, one magic year later, Luke's house is finished and they're all having Christmas there, even Mark LeClerc. Seems that Luke is now officially with Sophie and Thomas is essentially now his son. <sighs> Stefan and Susie are going strong as are Taylor and Fiona. Um, again, like we said, Mark LeClerc is there and mom and sister are happy grannies and it looks like... One kiss means forever. Even if we only see one couple kiss. But, ladies and gentlemen, the real love story was that of brothers and babies. And there was lots of kissing of babies because that baby was cute. Mm-hmm. The end. The end. Cute dance sequence. Sorry, I'm really excited about it. Oh my god, Hannah! This movie. This okay. This movie. Uh, I I have a lot of notes, but there's very few like true what the fuck. There's a few like what the fuck in a good way. Yeah. Um. Do you have anything you want to start with? I mean, okay. I don't know if we want to start with this, but. The only really like what the fuck moment that I think I experienced, it was that's a true kind of what the fuck, is the fact that Sophie comes in when she does, Thomas's mother. I really dislike that she just happens to be at the nativity like showdown mm-hmm. or like the, the decoration showdown because it doesn't really make sense to me. Like she's taking a couple of days. She like she really could have should have gone back to the firehouse in some sort of way like maybe when they were returning the truck or whatever maybe they couldn't get those extra seconds into the movie but it just kind of screamed inauthentic to me that a she'd be like hanging out at this competition if she's needing a couple days to detox from stress yeah. or that she would know where Luke lived so that was my biggest that was my only like plot problem with this movie Fair. I mean, I, I have had more notes during the tweeting of this movie than I do on my in my notes on this right now. But like my thing about that was they just trust that it's that she is the mother. And like mm-hmm. I guess she knows his name. And you know, I guess eventually uh Luke is like, Oh yeah, I do remember you. Um I don't believe that somebody who has a six-month-old looks so drastically different from when they were giving birth that you couldn't recognize them if you spent hours with them, but that's separate. (laughs) Also, if he's been thinking about that birth for a while, I wonder, he'd be like, huh, I wonder if it was one of the babies I helped deliver. (laughs) You know, that might have been something. There is a line that was, who leaves a baby in a fire hall? Isn't that like a safe drop point? That's what I thought. Like, <laughs> that and like 
churches, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, hopefully people are not doing that because they're, you know, taking care of their children. But if you cannot do that, I believe a like a fire station is actually like recommended. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That line didn't make a lot of sense, but oh, well. <laughs> uh, so they did have that moment. Completely agree with you. Um, A couple things that I felt were a little strange. First, like, I don't like it, but I believe that there are three men who like don't know how to hold a baby or deal with a baby. I, I get that. What I didn't quite understand is like at one point Taylor calls the baby a potato with arms. <laughs> this is like a this is a teething baby. This is not like like yeah, he can't walk or talk or even crawl, but he can like interact. Like there's a personality there by by this point. So I, I but I like the idea of it being a baby potato. <laughs> but I just, I was like, no, you're you're wrong. Um <laughs> But then they like try to bring the baby to a trampoline and a fire truck, and I'm like, who do you? What do you think babies? Oh, and and ice skating. And ice skating, ice skating. That was my biggest point. I'm like, don't drop, don't fall. Like, what are you doing? Like, and like, I mean, I I understand that Taylor would never know this, but like, don't put a six month old in front of a screen. Like, that's not a great idea. Or put headphones on that you don't. You're not entirely sure are down low enough. You know, like they yeah, have like, special like, headphones for babies. Yeah, like, what are you doing? Um, the other thing that really surprised me is, you know, like, so Taylor is alone with his baby. They're trusting him with this baby with, I guess, no nothing. Like, they have not given him any pointers. I would not believe this man alone with a baby, but, but whatever. Um, and he needs to go to the store to get more formula. So first of all, he remembers to bring the diaper bag and put the baby in the car seat. Good. Cool. Great. Good job. He doesn't have the baby in a coat, really, but that's I'm not even going to get into that. <laughs> the thing that really bothered me was that he shows up and doesn't know what to buy rather than just buying the exact same formula that he spilled. I had that thought, too. Like, why? Do, you don't have to think about this. You picked up the, the same formula. Like, I saw it. Just get that one. I didn't Clean. even catch that he f- that he dropped the formula when we were watching it originally. So I was like, oh, yeah, this makes sense. He has no food. He has to get food. And then when I saw that it would, the reason he goes out is it drops. So I was like, oh, then just get that one. Mm-hmm. Make a note. Write it down. But then the, the, the comedy the- about this is they're men. They don't think about these things. Blah, which is, I don't know, you know that I believe but- that. I know. It's reductive. Again, because I don't believe that this man who remembered to bring the diaper bag – and yet is going to vomit when he needs to change a child. Um, also doesn't think to bring the formula. But whatever. Whatever. The other thing that I thought, I actually kind of understand um, buying adult diapers accidentally because you're tired and you like aren't thinking. That part didn't surprise me. What did surprise me is the guy at the store... Who was like, you can't open the bag before paying for it. And I was like, people do this all the time. Right. As long as they pay for it, who cares? But the beauty of this movie, which is happening a lot, is most of it is done just for the sake of the the bit, <laughs> which I can appreciate. And I know most of the time that's 
when we snark on these movies, it's got to happen for the story, right? Yeah. And so yeah. he needed to have the guy say, you're doing shopping wrong in order for like the rest of yeah, the he needed to, to He needed to be uh, escorted out of multiple stores and kicked out of ones for life. Yes. That's true. <laughs> Should we jump into our what the funds? Because I feel like I'm pulling at teeth here trying to find – yeah, so. no. Let's let's. This movie is all fun. We are happy, happy people. Let's go. And people are listening to this, going like, "Why are they snarking on this gem of a film?" We're not. We are actually just nitpicking because that's what you do with works of genius. Yes. Um, I just need to, like, I don't even know. I, I wrote down so many lines from this movie that were just utter, like, yeah, chef's kiss, wonderful, like. Nice truck. Did it come with an unearned sense of self-confidence? <laughs> <laughs> I really liked that one. Um, I like that they call each other pet detective and Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Did you notice how he fit? He finished that that pet detective thing. I wrote this down. No. When he said Dungeons and Dragons is pet detective, and then he says I'm a pet therapist. To which he replies, "Alrighty then." Oh, I. <laughs> I was like dudes that's some deep deep cut like wow <laughs> um i also really like that they spend a you know not an nothing amount of time kind of trying to find out if luke is the bio dad and like luke is like no i'm not like he he's sure yeah but everybody's like it are you sure are you sure are you sure and he you know, in that, like, we know premarital sex happens and sometimes babies come out of that. And I did like the, like, when a man lo and a woman love each other very much <laughs> moment. But I was just like, I appreciate that. Absolutely. That made me, that made me happy. Um, and one of my absolute favorite lines is Allie Liebert's like, you know, you can't take those, right? There are laws. <laughs> <laughs> she is so funny. One of the lines that I have written down actually from Barbara, Margaret Collins' character, was mm -hmm. I thought was so great when she – she's another person that asks Luke, is this your child? And she said, because you know that would be okay and some people might actually be excited about it. Yeah. And I was like never – in a Hallmark movie – I mean I had this down as a new and noteworthy, but since we're talking about it, I just thought that was such a beautiful line and a human line because I have – in my family, we don't have weddings, we have babies. And, I, there, and that has never been the case of us like not being completely excited about a right. child in our lives, you know? So I was just really happy that that was the sentiment that was expressed. Yeah. Oh, same. And and I also really appreciated that like, yeah, they're like, I don't want to take care of this baby. This is not my baby. Blah, 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 blah. At no point does anybody like forget the baby. True. You know, it's not like – so actually, I would like to talk about the source material. Okay. Let's do it. Because I could feel the source material there. I kind of would have appreciated personally a little bit more tie-in to the source material, either via names or professions or something, which we didn't really get. Um, I really wanted it to end with them pushing a stroller. Um, with like a bar across it, but I didn't. <laughs> um, that would have made me happy. I feel like we have to, you know, say like the fact that Margaret Collins is in both movies made me very happy. It's really um, 
but I would put, I, th- I think I had called this a while ago as I was trying, just you and I were talking and I was trying to figure out who I would cast as who. And I think we're, we landed on what I think it is, which is Tom Selleck is Andrew Walker or Andrew Walker is Tom Selleck. Paul Campbell is Ted Danson and Tyler Hines is um, Steve Gutenberg. The goot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So that made me happy. I also, there's a part of me that's like, yeah, I do want a like three wise men and I guess a little gentleman or something. I said a little elf on Twitter. Oh, yes, right. You said a little elf. <laughs> I don't know if I needed it to be any any closer to the source material other than the name. Like having Margaret Collin in it was like a perk. But I yeah, hear what you're well, saying. Like I think it would have been really cute if things like, you know, they were an architect, an artist, and an actor or so, or something like that. You know, just like a little bit more like nod. Sure. I also thought it was interesting that they changed the sex of the baby because it is a girl. That's true. Original. I don't know that I truly care, but I just thought it was an interesting choice. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, But I do want to actually call up uh, out on a positive note. There were a few times where I was like, oh, no, they left the baby inside alone or blah, 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 blah. And then like. It's never mentioned, but like somebody's just holding a baby monitor or like it and it is there. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I really appreciate that you didn't forget that part. You're like, I need to have time without the baby. And so yeah. like there's well, at one point Paul Campbell like has a baby monitor just strapped to his chest. <laughs> and like they just do the scene and it's fine. And I was just like, that's kind of brilliant. And I love it. I think that, that I think that it speaks very highly of Kimberly Sustad and Paul Campbell because I, I bet you that all that is written in, and yeah. I I can't remember if Kimberly Sustad is a parent, but I know Paul Campbell is. I don't think she is. Can you hear that? I think it adds to the flavor of the podcast, okay. don't you think? <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So since we're still talking about like baby things and whatever, I wanted to give a shout out to kind of the premise of this movie of. So, um, so Sophie leaves Thomas at the, at the station. She needs to call, you know, she needs a couple days and they choose not to call child protective services, which could have been a what the fuck, but I like, but Barbara says, and I really, really liked this, that she wanted to give this woman a chance because she, she had been like, she understood where this woman might be coming from and calling child services at this moment maybe would have made life really, really hard for Sophie when she just needed a couple of days. So I really liked that they, that that was the choice and they, they spoke that choice out loud about why they're not doing it in just like a beautiful compassion and empathetic sort of way. Um, Mm -hmm. The laws are in place for the reason and, and I, and I, they should be um, right, but, and a, in a uh, like, if this wasn't fiction, I'd be horrified. <laughs> but because it's fiction and they addressed it, I thought it was really cute. Yeah, I thought it was just a sweet thought. Though I will say, they have all this stuff of like, mom did all of this alone, blah 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 blah. But they all remember their father leaving, so she never did like diapers by herself. I mean, unless the father was just sort of, like, not helpful, which is very possible. I I'm going to choose that. to believe that part. But, yeah. But can we just talk about for a second 
the moments when they are misremembering or remembering the dad and just like being, oh my gosh, like the scene in the car. Like I know it's not quite about the dad, but they're they're but moments. They're oh moments God. of emotional like like baldness. Like you know what I mean? It, they're they are raw. They are crying. They're and I wrote it down as the car is where the acting happens. <laughs> it was just oh. like let's look at us just being great actors. <laughs> I made it through the the car scene where they're they're having like a real moment and it's really sweet and just lost it when they go. I love you. I love you too. I love you three. And I was just like, nope. Uh, nope. Nope. Here, here they come. Here, like all the feels. <laughs> it was just beautiful. And I loved that. I know we all said this a lot on Twitter, but it was wonderful to see men being emotional and vulnerable mm-hmm. and, and naming their feelings. And like, yeah. you know, this is a thing that I do when I'm hurt or feeling uncomfortable yeah. and I, I just loved it. Right. It was just such a sweet, like, you know, usually I feel like, I mean, I, I thought it, but I didn't actually say it on Twitter, but I was like, yeah, these, because these children, you know, these men should have gone to therapy 30 years ago when their dad <laughs> left, clearly didn't, but like have done the work of therapy if slowly and without help. I mean, well, Stefan is a pet therapist, so yeah. I wonder if he can transfer some of those skills. No, he's not good with people. He to- he's told us that a lot. That's true. He's not good. <laughs> and he's very much shown us. That's another man. Where I feel like I'm getting into my new and noteworthy. But that's another new and noteworthy thing that I really appreciated was social anxiety. That oh my we God, I love it that. was amazing. Um. So I had this thought while watching this movie, and I feel like you'll appreciate this. Because there's a few things that Susie says at various times. And I went, is Susie the Twyla of this town? Oh, my God. Because <laughs> she seems to have some, like, really weird, dark, like, what has happened to you? <laughs> moment. You know, she's like, are you running from the IRS? Like, why would you think that? <laughs> So I just, I was like, oh, feel like your backstory is much more like dark and tragic and mysterious than like we're really getting, but also like, what? I know. <laughs> that's the one thing that's a big bummer about having the story focus about like three men and not the romances, o- only because I'm truly interested to know Fiona and Susie as people. Yeah, I do like both of them as people. They seem pretty badass and also hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's the other thing. Like, I want more in that I would like I would have liked to meet them more as well. That being said, I was sad to not have more love story, but I also was like, I don't want you to take out anything that I saw, so I don't know. It's impossible to do. So absolutely, that's where I'm at. You really set me up for like one of the next things I wanted to talk about was was the Fiona Tyler Hines sort of like connection so Mm -hmm. it was really cool they had been dating fiona broke up with him because he's a you know self-centered and whatever but what i really like i love that they don't have a kiss at the end i actually really loved that because what he's saying i hate that it's in front of people but you know that's how we are like that was whatever it's in front of his team that he says i love you and i want to try and i promise i'll be better 
And so there's no kiss, but she does like a pinky swear. And I think that that was really, really great because if I was in Fiona's situation, I would probably not think he deserved a kiss either. It'd be like, okay, prove it to me. And then you have earned my love. I I agree. I I think where I landed is that I wanted kisses at the one year later. I hear that. I do. But if we're talking about cute Ellie Liebert, Tyler Hines moments, when She's helping them out with the with the thing, and he has a he has a walkie talkie, and she asks him a question, and he like talks in the walkie talkie and says like maybe, and gives her this puppy dog smolder, and she's <laughs> trying hard not to smile. I was like, yeah, he's so fucking cute. They are so cute. <laughs> Love oh. it. Loved it. Yeah. Um. So let's let's talk about uh, the dance that. Um, I believe my tweet was something along the lines of like, couldn't tweet, had to watch closely. <laughs> like, it's, I think it's my happy place. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is a dance that they made up as children. And I guess, you know, like that children do, they make up dances. I don't, I don't really think of it as much of a like little boy thing, but whatever. It doesn't matter. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah, who cares? They've created this, like, very elaborate dance, actually. Like, shockingly elaborate. It's not just, like, you know, we're all going to do the same moves. It's, like, you have to be here so that, like, you can pick me up here. And, you know, like, it's actually, like, full-on choreo. Um, A, the fact that they all remember it was kind of amazing and in, in a way that I loved. Also, I feel like this was like really cute to me is that the music starts. Andrew Walker and Tyler Hines are like, yep, we're doing this. And Paul Campbell was like, I don't know. And they were like, yep, you are. And he was like, okay. There was no like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. That it normally is. Yeah. It was just like, we do this. We are brothers. This is a safe space. Yeah. We're having fun. We're doing this. It was it was beautiful. It was so great. That like it starts with a sort of like Wakanda Forever move, <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of like you know like a little bit of a like <gasps> set to Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy again. I love it. Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy. It's amazing. All of these guys. There's so much like cooler and nerdier than I think sometimes their characters let on like especially like Tyler Hines like Tyler Hines is a fucking nerd he's a nerd he's a gamer he likes medieval Christmas and yet he's still kind of like this got this tough guy persona but like he apologizes after the dance but I'm like I think your character would be the most into it I bet you you made your brothers do this <laughs> right he's he's a full-on nerd you know we didn't even touch on the point, the part at the beginning of the movie where he's in the basement playing video games and he's talking to a 12 year old. Giving them love advice. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, I have to go. My mom's calling. <laughs> it's just such a like, the gamer lives in the basement talking to small children. <laughs> You're almost 12 now, Sam. You got to take her out or whatever. It's <laughs> Man, we could we could go 
for for days. We for days. For, but fill we, up we should probably thing. jump in because otherwise this episode is going to end up being like two hours long and we need to not make that happen. Let's please not do that. Okay. Hallmark Hallmarks. Hallmark Hallmarks. I have a decent amount. I have a few. Yeah. Let's do it. So it is X number of days till Christmas. Um, She wants a Christmas the way we used to. Mm. We have a neighbor who shames them about their lack of decoration. Yes. We have a precocious child in the wagon selling kid. I'm not going to say Thomas is precocious yet. (laughs) Next No, he's too little. We have baking, though it doesn't always turn out well. (laughs) (laughs) We have some kind of, we have a water fight kind of when he sprays him with the thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, We have blatant product placement when we open the fridge and see uh, do a dollop a daisy yeah of which don't get me started on this year's commercial i've lost my shit on twitter numerous times it's about true. the stupid strawberry <laughs> <laughs> um we have the hallmark woman who can do it all except that woman is luke <laughs> <laughs> um i called this a hallmark hallmark turned on its head with instead of like oh we're not a couple it's like oh it's not my baby Oh, I like it. Yeah. That's so cute. Yeah, I'll take it. Um, I have uh, saving your crush from an annoying person by distracting them, which gets you brownie points. <laughs> True. Uh, we have prompted to do a sweet thing for mom for the first time ever. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Running into the lady that you like everywhere. Weirdly, this happens in Christmas movies on Hallmark, and I feel like it's only in Christmas movies on Hallmark, because I don't feel like this is a real thing, but candy apples at Christmas. Oh, yeah, you're right. Because we only, yeah, yeah, it's more of a, a fall thing, but yeah, sure, candy apples anytime. Um, Oh, I skipped over ice skating, but we talked about it. Um, Pine tree snobbery. <laughs> I said strong feelings on type of tree. <laughs> For sure. I love that. Um, and we have decorating the tree in the house together as a activity. Yeah. And it was a tree lighting too. So yeah, yeah the tree yeah. countdown. Um, we do hide the apple emblem on the laptop. <laughs> um, we have trying to win a contest last minute. <laughs> Yay. Um, I said that there is a um, poorly rehearsed pageant at the end, <laughs> which is the nativity thing that they yes. do. Um, and we have one year later. Yeah. Cool. I had breaking out into a Christmas carol, but um, but I like Oh, yeah. I guess. Yeah, we do have that. Ending on the one year later is best. Pretty parade. Um, so the first thing I want to call out. So is at the Fun and Games, F-U-N-N-E-N, games that Taylor works at at the beginning. There's like a early morning Christmas party so that they don't have to serve alcohol, which I love that they called that. Um, <laughs> um, they have everybody dress up as, you know, like in some sort of like festive attire. And of course, Taylor being Taylor has like a little pin and he's like not into it. But there is a woman there who is full on dressed like a reindeer. <laughs> I, I, I mostly was noticing the guy in the, the pajamas, the Christmas pajamas. <laughs> I mean, there were a lot of, like, real fun, like, costuming, like, we have this. We never get to use this. Let's let's use this. I thought it was really funny. So I, I was into the deer but it, that had a little tail and everything. 
Oh, I want one. All, most of my pretty parade are centered around the men because mm-hmm. um, I'm me, except for um, Susie has a great chandelier in her home. I really okay. liked her her whole home setup, so that was a pretty parade for me. Um, I'm just going to blow through them. Yeah. So, um, I mean, Tyler Hines in every sort of sort of way, uh, but – Specifically, when he's pouring wine at the at the dinner in one of the first scenes, the way he's holding the glass and the bottle, it was just like he knows what he's doing, and I want him to pour one for me. You know what? I think there's a part of it. So, I think he does this in real life too, but um, also in this movie, he's a ring wearer, and there's something about rings and hands and focusing on the hands and. If you mm-hmm. can see our faces right now, <laughs> we're having a moment. It's great. Although, but speaking of Tyler Hines' jewelry, mm-hmm. did you notice his charm bracelet that he wears a few times in the movie? Uh, I, I guess not. I wish I there mean, was, I noticed that it was there, but I don't I, know. I feel like it gets more charms throughout the movie um, because I noticed it in the beginning, but it, he's it's really apparent. I have it as an anti-pretty parade, actually, because yeah. it's really distracting to me in the last scene because he just seems to have so many charms. But I kind of am hoping that there's a story there, like if he had gotten it from like a little girl that he was on set with or something and promised to wear it in his next movie. Who knows? Uh, but because he seems like that kind of guy. Yeah. We can't not talk about Andrew Walker in a towel and mm. also Andrew Andrew Walker in Crow Pose. Like, we've talked a few times about, like, Andrew Walker doesn't necessarily do it for me, but he's really starting to. <laughs> and that movie uh, knew their audience by starting the movie with Andrew Walker shirtless. So thank you, Kimberly Sustad, because I'm sure that was your choice. Um, and then we have to talk about the elf picture. Um, that was to me like again we want it i want it to be my my lock screen i think they look so fucking cute in there in and at any point with them holding a baby i was like ovaries yeah uh yeah i think i think that was the the killer like tyler holding the baby and paul campbell's hand while squatting like was an ovary explosion moment yes yes it was I don't know if you saw my Instagram story, but I said, oh, to be a glove upon that hand. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh (laughs) And either one of them, you know, choose. Yeah. I mean, it was just, but like, yeah, um, a man caring for a baby is fucking sexy. I'm sorry. It just is. We're old enough for that to be like a, "Mm mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I realized I didn't say my Paul Campbell one um, because I, I feel like I had a pretty parade for each boy and I have mm-hmm. to, you know, do my Paul because um, Paul, beside, I know we talked about Tyler Hines in the last episode, one of the last episodes about not being charmed. Like he, he plays charmed like nobody else, but Paul Campbell plays, I think I'm in love with you so well. And he gives Susie this like look when he, when she gives, um, when she says, is that a noble fur? And like the look that he gives her is like Mr. Darcy and Elizabeth Bennet. Yeah. It was, it was a very clear. Oh, I see. That's what this is. These uncomfortable feelings mean. Yeah. (laughs) All right. I'm ready for your antis now. Okay. So I, I had two antis. My first is, um, when Paul Campbell goes to Susie's house uh, to work with Marcel, her little dog, and he asks her to leave the room, 
Yes. Early. She is wearing this velvet dress, which I think is supposed to be pretty, but it looks like a bag because it has no shape. (laughs) And I did not like it. Oh, I actually did. Oh, I I like dresses like that. (laughs) But I hear you. I hear you. I was like, I feel like wearing, sure. It just like, you know, like this is a beautiful thin woman. Give her, give her some definition. Um, my other thing is, this is a personal thing, so I'm sorry, I'm not trying to offend anybody. I don't really like blow up decorations, <laughs> and Mark Clark had like only blow up decorations, and he still <laughs> won the contest. And I was like, ew, these are stupid. <laughs> I I kind of agree with you. Although I really did every time that freaking bobsled with the penguin on it because it shakes. Every time that was on screen, I giggled. Like, like I, don't know, I don't know why it made me laugh so hard because it's just like shaking. <laughs> and they're like bobsled. It was so cute. You know, like one or two, sure. But like it's like his whole yard. And I was like, yeah. no. stop it. <laughs> I agree with you there. Um, Across the universe. I have – a few. So we've we've already talked about Margaret Collin, who is the mom in this. And I, I just thought it was cute that she is the mom specifically because her part in Three Men and a Baby is Rebecca, who, like, they call and they're like, help us be dads. And she's like, fuck no. <laughs> like, Peace out. Bye. Awesome. Um, we have a nod to a, a previous movie also written by Paul Campbell, also starring Tyler Hines. Um, and also with a cameo of Andrew Walker. Right. Oh, my God. C- completely forgot about that whole, like, brilliant shenanigans. Okay, great. Thank you for reminding me that. Um, because uh, when the baby first arrives, Paul Campbell goes, well, isn't this an unexpected Christmas? Which is the title of the movie that we just mentioned. So I thought that was awesome. Um, and also, we should call out the line of, like, three men and a baby, you can't write this stuff, yes. said by Kimberly Sestad, who, in fact, wrote this movie. <laughs> that was brilliant. Um, I also feel like it was her, probably her idea to make Andrew Walker a fireman as a nod to Nine Lives of I Christmas. That too. I, I, said, I said Kimberly Sestad with the fire truck movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have one more that is very silly, and I think okay. it's a long shot, but I I wouldn't put it past Paul or Kim to to do this. That so Susie says that she talks a she talks a lot when she's nervous, um, mm-hmm. and I think in the movie Elf, when Elf meets the little girl at the doctor's office and he asks her what she wants for Christmas, what she answers is she wants a Susie talks a lot. And so I wonder if they were like when they were thinking of things of like Christmas or whatever, if they're like, what's Susie's deal? Susie talks a lot. Great. <laughs> Let's put it in. <laughs> I did like that her business was called So Sue Me. So funny. <laughs> I we love good puns. Gotta, gotta love it. All right. New and noteworthy? We, I, I feel like a lot of mine we already s- talked about. Um mm-hmm. So I'll just blow through some of them. Like we we talked about social anxiety. Um, we talked about premarital sex, having sex out of wedlock. And then um, we – oh, my other one was we don't often have people who have broken up already and then they get back together. We have it. Usually it's like high school. But yeah, we 
don't have it a ton. Yeah. Um, I, I also have those. I, I specifically want to call out, though, that he has meds for his anxiety and yeah. he takes them, which I was like, yes, yes, and thank you. Like, <laughs> now that the world is all on anti-anxieties, like, let's make taking medication normal. Thank yeah. you. Um, the other thing that I feel like we don't get very often is a woman who can flip her own circuit breaker. You're right. And I was like, you go, Fiona. You can find that circuit breaker and figure that out without any man coming to help you. Because you are an engineer or whatever. I don't Game know exactly designer, what software. You're a techie builder. person. Yeah. <laughs> you know what you're doing. <laughs> Women in tech. Yes. Woo! STEM stuff, please. Yeah. Um, supporting shout out. The baby or babies, because I'm sure this is twins. I said I said Barbara is my supporting mm-hmm. shout out because yeah. I think that she's the fucking shit mom. Like she's the best. But I also wanted to tip my hat to Mark LeClerc because this guy <laughs> was great. He was a dick and he milked that shit for everything. I did say how funny it would have been if it was someone like Christopher Russell or even Ryan Pavey outside of character. That would yeah. have been fascinating but this guy was great and i want to see more of him i know this episode is not out when this one is going to drop but we've already recorded so uh it's a little bit of an across the universe to me because mark clark feels like the male version of that it's a wonderful time of year yeah most wonderful time of the year year neighbor which i've forgotten her name but rita yeah something like that sounds like that yeah but like he he felt like a male version that gets redeemed of that character. Look out for that episode later. It's coming. Kiss meter. Kiss meter. We only get one kiss. And I've already talked about how this that makes me sad. I wanted kissing in that one year later scene. There I was want- a brief kiss that is you can't really see between Luke and Sophie though. He it does, was? yeah. You have to look closely because it's not. Um, it's it's in like the big master shot when they're all like right before they get up to do the dance. Oh, um, he leans in. I looked. I looked for it specifically because I wanted confirmation that they were a couple. And they do like Andrew Walker is kind of covering it with his body, but he does lean in and kiss her. Oh well, I'm glad because I was like, I feel like I didn't get the confirmation I really wanted, which yeah. was a kiss. Um, it's just a peck. That, that's all I really need. I just wanted them to be like, we're comfortable kissing. Yeah. We love each other and they live with me. Yeah. So I, you know, you get the impression that maybe Sophie and Thomas live with him now, but I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, it's cute that he calls her Soph. I like that a lot. But the only kiss we like really get is the Stefan Susie kiss. And I only gave it a five. Okay. And it's because it's awkward. And I will say, it's supposed to be awkward. It is correctly awkward. Because it's, you know, we've talked about seated kisses being stupid. Yes. And it's a little bit of an ambush because he's trying to get out that he likes her. And she's like, yeah, I've been, I've liked you since like day one. Um, This has been a ruse to get you to like me. Um, and like, clearly he's like, I'm not comfortable with, you know, affection and humans. And so like no shade on the kiss. Cause it was the correct kiss for the movie. 
it just wasn't like it 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 didn't do anything for me because it was awkward fair i was a lot nicer um because i i was riding their awkward train and i i really like that this actress gets a kiss i really love this character for paul campbell because it's kind of different than anyone he's really ever played so i think this you're absolutely right this is the perfect kiss for these characters but the way she grabs his face I loved it. I love. Okay. I gave it an eight. I'm sorry. I didn't okay. say what it was. I gave it an eight because I love the way she grabs his face and I thought that was just so lovely. But the way that their faces actually connect um, didn't do it for me. Like they, it's like there's something about like the body language is passionate, but the actual like yeah. kiss, kissing is not um, great. But yeah. I, I, I liked them. So I said an eight anyway. Totally fair. So, Katie, would you recommend others watch this movie? (laughs) Do we even need to do this part? (laughs) I mean, come on, guys. If you weren't already watching it in live time and have already seen it a few times when it's replayed a million and a half uh, re-airs on Hallmark, like, please, my, like, everyone in my household watched this movie and we all really loved it. It was, it's fun. It's funny. It's touching. Uh, they're gorgeous. It like, I mean, it, hats off to, again to Paul Campbell and Kimberly Susted for writing a beautiful and complex script that hit all of the marks. Um, I think this is destined to be a holiday classic friends. So watch it. Mm-hmm. How about you, Hannah? Um, I only wrote one word and it was happily. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful and succinct. I am glad that having invested in t-shirts relating to this movie, I am not disappointed. (laughs) It was well worth it. And thank you very much for mine, Hannah. I am currently wearing it as we are recording. (laughs) (laughs) For Andrew Tyler, Paul, and baby shirts. (laughs) Thank you, Hallmarkies Pod. Oh my god, what a fun movie. I'm so what happy they made movie. it and that we get to enjoy it. We were we were waiting for this for so long. So I love that they watched it together. Like they hung out and were watching this movie together live. Oh, like I just love that they're real friends. <laughs> right? Um, I saw on Us Weekly or somebody reposted, I didn't know Andrew Walker and Tyler Hines are related by marriage. Yeah. I didn't know cousins, that. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. That makes me so happy that's why i feel like taylor gave really strong like uncle vibes because i feel like he actually has that relationship with andrew's real kid yeah that is most likely true yeah that that scene when he walks away after like the conf the the conflict after luke blows up i was like this feels like real family jibes like i bet you they've had conversations like this before oh like the the like true on like a rough housing like oh my god when when the mom is like okay i have to leave you guys um you guys have to help him and tyler hines says what did we do (laughs) right it's punishment yeah man this this movie was just like it's perfect so great i mean i i don't know like I don't know Kimberly Sestad or Paul Campbell's uh, sibling status, but I think it's safe to assume they at least have one each. Yeah. <laughs> probably, probably. probably <laughs> it felt very real. <laughs> well, okay, we have to stop ourselves before we keep going. Um, thank yeah, you we'll so start. much for joining us today. <laughs> Uh, make sure that you are following us on Twitter, if it exists. Um, 
one kiss means forever. We are live tweeting as many of the movies as we can. Um, you know, not every single one. We we said we weren't going to, and we haven't. Uh, <laughs> and I'm I'm proud of us for for backing off a little bit. Um, we're also on Instagram, Facebook, you know, all the stuff. So one kiss means forever. One and four are numerals. Yeah. And you can email us if you choose to at uh, one kiss means forever at gmail.com. And that's all spelled out like it is on our logo. And that is also uh, kind of how you find us. If you have not seen already, um, you can buy us a coffee or a Ko-Fi or however you pronounce that. Um, we, the link is in our, our our post. It is far too complicated to tell you here. But if you like this podcast and you want to throw us a something or other through the holidays, we'd very much appreciate it. And as always, thank you to Flint Pastors for our intro music. His stuff's on Apple Music, Spotify, and SoundCloud. We will see you next week. Um, yeah, just go watch this movie, guys. It's yeah. so much fun. It's Christmas. Well, and and, and the, for the, those of you who have already seen it, which I'm sure is a lot of you, watch again. <laughs> if you, if and when you do, just note that probability-wise, we're probably watching it together. <laughs> or somewhere in the community. Somewhere mm-hmm. out there. Okay, okay, I'm done. <laughs> and a baby. <laughs> Good night. Okay. Bye. Good night. Bye. <laughs>